0: Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake.
1: And good afternoon. Welcome to Milberger's Gardening south texas on 9 30 a.m the answer the terror train is running at millburgers i was hoping he toot his horn um
2: i got a i got a problem
3: to be full of people
2: i got a problem with that territory what i was looking on the ad list yeah and it says it's here millburgers famous pumpkin patch yeah and the monster maze great for pictures by the way yep (laughs) Come ride the tariff train Saturday and Sunday from noon till two.
1: Nine. Right.
2: And then it, then it has under. They didn't mention our name.
1: Well, did they put a weight limit?
2: Kids twelve and under only. That's from uh. That's for us, man.
3: That's sad. So
1: we've been kicked off the train.
3: Yeah, we were kicked off. Well, well, we were kicked off the train about fifteen years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we're still hoping, you know. We we'll think
2: they'll forget.
1: Yeah, one bad incident, you know.
2: <laughs> well,
1: the driver uh, was fine. Yeah, I don't know.
2: It's it's interesting. Uh, the the mothers. Yeah, they want to ride with their, Yeah, and let the because the kids want to stay inside of the mother. So uh, and the mother can't get on there or daddy. And uh, so they follow behind the train. <laughs>
1: so it looks like a parade.
2: Yeah, it looks like a parade. But uh, everybody's out here.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and should be. It's a pretty day. Goodness, oh, you man. were talking about what we did, <laughs> sitting on the porch, enjoying the cool weather. I don't think there's a day. I saw the weather yesterday or Thursday, and there was not a, there was not a high in the 90s until, like, up to next Saturday and then it still wasn't I don't I did yeah. as far as I could look
3: and the lows well, the lows were pretty important too. yeah, yeah. The lows in the water. yeah but under 60 a lot of places. so why are those
1: lows important
3: for the
2: well t- that's the tomatoes with, and stuff to set fruit
3: all plant well, well a lot, of, a lot plants of plants are that that uh, cool temperatures allow the chemistry to to reorganize and uh, produce uh, actually, produce the nutrients that the plant uses—not yeah. nutrients, but the uh, chemical the parts that yeah. the yeah. plant uses for new leaves. And think
2: if your roses aren't parked up and you've been watering them and taking care of them, uh, they will start spri- start uh, initiating
3: new growth this week. And, and it uh, affects a lot of the germination too. Oh, yeah. I've been watching closely, but I still haven't had a huge. I've got, oh, uh, our uh, uh, Mexican uh, squash is germinated. The mm. mm. Doomy! Yeah, and uh, uh, some of the, uh, actually, some of the sweet peas have germinated, <laughs> and uh, a few of the cucumbers have come up. I,
2: r- I wrote uh, Neil Sperry a little note that. Uh, about his question and answer that he had uh, to take care, of, to keep the uh, squash vine borer from bothering him, well. bothering them squash, and uh, told him that, well, we gave up on it because there's really no effective way, and now we plant Tatumac squash. And I looked on the Internet. There's some places that sell Tatumac squash specifically. I mean, you mean all, uh,
1: transplants like, or seeds or uh,
2: seeds. Okay.
4: What yeah. I
2: di- what I, I did mention uh, once you have the plants, uh, you save your seed from year to year because it comes back true from seed.
4: Yeah,
3: and my my seeds this year were from yeah. Steve uh, um, Brown. Brown? No, our, our, Steve, uh, our Steve. drip, Steve. Drip, yeah. Steve. Oh, okay. And I think they—I don't know if they were two years old or just one year old, but they—they they came up, came up real quick.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and uh, so, I—I yeah.
2: wa- wonder if that's closer to, uh, you know, the stem is—is is solid, square, yeah. So mm-hmm. it uh, doesn't mean so the fr- uh, the uh, squash round more cannot get in the stem. And so that, that rese- much resembles a gourd. You know, a gourd's the same way. It has a
3: tight skin. And uh, mostly resembles a uh, volleyball or a basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Are they <laughs> that big? If you, well, if you let them go, they'll get. Oh, wow. Easily oh, yeah. get as big as volleyball. Oh, I, yeah.
4: I've seen them as big
3: as basketball if yeah. the soil's fertile and everything.
2: Uh, and that's what you probably want to do if you want to save your own seed. Just let, said, let them get big,
1: I think the ones in the store aren't they smaller,
2: yeah, oh gosh, yeah, yeah and then they always and is that it. because that's that's their prime, yeah, that's the prime eating time, okay, it's just like regular squash people <laughs> people uh leave forget overlook overlook yeah. a squ- overlook a uh, squash or something zucchini or something, and then after about uh Two, oh, two weeks, they can see it because it's big as a pumpkin. I mean, bigger big as a watermelon almost.
3: It's it's amazing how quickly oh, they get that big. Yeah, well, once they say, it, it's exactly what Jerry said. You kind of notice that you got the little, <laughs> the little golf ball size uh, squash there. Then three days later, you're <laughs> trying to hack off that um, volleyball <laughs> size plant.
2: Yeah, people, uh, pe- then people not wanting to throw it away or not uh, mentioning or uh, not wanting to mention that they overlooked it come up want to come up with recipes on how to cook it yeah and then they they tell me that uh that's just as that's good that's really good the way to get it, you cook though you 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 treat them like uh, winter squash uh bacon okay bacon. Oh, and uh, and uh, they put a hamburger meat and everything else in there, mm. and then put them back together and then sausage ba- bake them. Can we put sausage in there? I'm sure they put everything uh. in the refrigerator in there.
3: You, <laughs> can, <laughs> use, you can use them uh, just like replace summer summer squash and, and that those kind of recipes. Yeah, too. Yeah. It's just a little, just gotta adjust the shape a bit. But. <laughs>
1: Well, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Give us a call with your gardening question. Tell us what you're doing on this beautiful Saturday afternoon at 210-308-8867. Well,
2: bring your
3: pups out. Everybody's got their puppies out here.
1: And that was a cute old pup. Did you see the old pup? The guy who had the, it looked like, did, did you see it?
3: Well, it's a contradiction, isn't it? An old
4: pup.
1: No. Oh.
3: I, I saw that it looked looked like a fade. It, uh, yeah, it's little fade, little f- lost all its color. Or something. Its
1: little fur had faded. Had a brown, a gray snout. But, but he got <laughs> he got he's, all perked up. Yeah, he got a lot of vim and vigor. He was <laughs> he was smelling all the stuff.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't know where he went. I wonder if he's there. He was. busy I, visiting every single. And I
3: gardener that went by. No. I,
1: I think I told Calvin. I was going to tell Trace when he came up, but. Uh, we uh I I don't think I told you this it was a funny as as a father you may appreciate this. So mom and daughter were at the hug me tree. Oh, okay. And mom was trying to get the daughter to hug the tree. <laughs> and she would not hug the tree. There you go. And she said, "No, it's a trick." No, <laughs> it's a trick. It's a trick. And uh my daughter's pretty sharp. Daughter was pretty sharp because the tree talks to you, yeah. when you when you hug it. If you haven't been here to hug the tree, hope. Oh, <laughs> spoiler alert! Oh, here comes Trace. Maybe I can wait a second. I'll tell the story of Trace <laughs> if he comes up this way. Yeah. But uh,
2: guess guess who's thirty-five today? Who? Jeremy, my son. Oh my gosh, that's impossible. <laughs> I know that's he was
1: true. out here spitting seeds just <laughs> last year, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty soon. Seems like
1: that. Wow, well, happy birthday. Yeah. Has he got to work on his birthday?
2: No, he. he I don't think he's Well, he may have a, a gig tonight, but, uh, yeah, I know he has a gig. Hey, girl.
1: All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All right, I'll, I'll finish telling the story real quick. I don't think trace is coming up and i'll tell trace later but so she said it's a trick i'm not going to do it and her mom was like oh no it's fun do it no it's a trick Uh, and she looks at me and and she said is it a trick uh, the little girl yeah and i said well yeah kind of does something fun i told you it's a trick i told you Uh, i told you (laughs) and then her dad walked around the corner And she had this little look on her face, kind of got a smile, and she said, Dad, you got to come hug the tree. Uh (laughs) (laughs) She was willing to have Dad fall for the trick, but she wasn't going to. There
2: you go. Yeah. How
1: old was she, you think? She was probably eight or nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway.
2: Yeah, people are.
1: Oh, we got a monarch report.
2: Get out of here. People are what? Were you going to say something? I'm sorry. (laughs) No, uh, buying. A lot of buying a lot of plants to, yeah there are and uh, we've got the, the uh uh new batch of those large mums because i uh, in tight bloom mm-hmm. at the entrance and yep. uh, that's all I was cool lots
3: and lots of snapdragons so well, ray's gonna make calvin
1: happy <laughs> ray has a monarch report what's going on ray welcome to millburgers gardening south texas how are you doing today
5: I'm good. Good afternoon. This is a photography raid, so y'all yeah. know, you know me by that name.
2: <laughs> are you taking are you taking pictures of the monarch?
5: I am. I and I wanted to send them uh to to Milton so y'all could see him right now and I I noticed that I don't have his email address in my address but What's your email no, just uh,
1: Milton M I L T O N at K L U P dot com
5: at K L U P. I don't know what happened to it. I had it in my address book. Yeah, I, I took some, uh, took quite a few uh, pictures. They landed on a, a small lantana I've got in the backyard, and I've noticed uh, two. I don't know if it's the same two I saw yesterday, or if it's <laughs> two uh, two two others. But today they landed on the. Uh, they were you know getting nectar off that lantana,
4: oh, uh,
5: and once they got a stomach full they took off but (laughs) uh we're also seeing a lot of snout nose right now uh, oh man yeah they're everywhere how how
3: about uh uh gulf fritillaries and queens are they are they there too
5: i'm sorry how about what
3: oh the the the, usually the the, all three of the butterflies that we see are monarch gulf fritillaries and queen butterflies
5: no, wow, I have okay. not seen. I, I have, matter of fact, I have not seen any other butterflies uh, except the snout nose, and and uh, now the monarchs. Um, I have not seen any swallowtails. I've usually I usually see quite a few swallowtails. Huh. Um, I see. I have not seen any yet this year.
3: Well, you got what do you got? You got lantana and what else?
5: Um, I've got lantana, um, uh, rose of Sharon. Oh, good. Um, it attracts them. And then uh used to have zinnias. Now, this year I planted uh, uh, some other flowers that really don't attract butterflies. The vincas, they really don't attract too much butterfly, but they're pretty flowers. Yeah.
4: Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, too, they
5: hit that Lantana like. I mean, just all day long. And so I, I went out there and put some water under it to, to help it to bloom a little bit more. They're probably going to suck it dry today.
4: Okay, <laughs> good.
3: You know, we'll be looking forward to seeing the folks. Yeah. yeah.
5: I'll, I'll send you, hey, I heard uh, uh, I heard you talk last week, uh, no, it was the last week, or week before last, about your Coryopsis that it wasn't doing very well. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, it had a we had a period there. I used to have just covered the, yeah. the the property was covered with Coriopsis blooming totally. uh, late always late in the season the wildflowers, and then uh, then we didn't see it. Uh, well, we, there were a few plants around blooming, but but then uh, last year was a, a pretty good performance. It was uh, back again, and that uh, allowed Jerry and I to. Say uh, we told you, you know, that's what happens. Is that the the wildflower seeds will sit there, no, oh, yeah. s- for a number of years until the conditions get back to where they uh, can uh, cause the germination. So,
5: well, so say I, say my you, coreopsis, it bloomed when I first planted it. Um, after it got you know pretty good size, it bloomed beautiful, and then the freeze came, and it has not bloomed since. Really. Hmm. It, it's it's tall. It's growing. I mean, it looks okay. It doesn't look super healthy, but it, it's green. It's alive. Um, I'm gonna give it until this this next uh, summer, and if it doesn't bloom, I guess I'm gonna have to replant another one.
3: Yeah, well, it, it's it's a part of every uh, wildflower mix if, yeah. if, you, if you get the mixes. So, and and oh, really? I think it's also uh, packets of or yeah. Exist that wild seed in other places yeah
5: uh Jerry Though all those seeds I got from those blue bonnets, and I had a lot of seed
4: yeah.
5: um, that I harvested. I sent them to my brother up in college station uh he's got a lot of land, and uh okay, so it. I, I sent him all the pictures that we had and instructions <laughs> on how to how to how to plant them and and okay. uh, propagate them and everything. So
2: you may uh, you probably made him feel bad with all those pictures. Well, he, he, <laughs> he, I was going to say, yeah, no, uh, he did, th- did he need? them? he's
5: really the... anxious to get them get him started. He he he's yeah. really he's up on it, you know.
3: Okay. Did he need the pictures to identify which was Coryopsis?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was no. waiting
3: for Jerry to say something because. Of <laughs> Have him being an Aggie, it sounded like. It
4: was.
5: <laughs> the, uh, yeah, did you, no. He, did you send
3: him some of the colors? Uh, I,
5: mean. I sent him all the colors. Uh, oh, the, great! Oh, We had the Stephen. Oh, we had blue the, Steven, we had the F. Yeah. Austin. We we had Bird uh, Johnson, and okay. then we had the red and the and the white. So. I sent them all. He said, my God, you sent me a lot of seeds. And I said, <laughs> I- I'm
4: said,
5: i not going to plant them anymore because what they were doing over here was they were killing my, my Bermuda, you know, because they were shading. I mean, they were beautiful, but it was it was hard to get that Bermuda to come back and cover, you know, so the bald ra- spot. So you'd it would... rather
3: have Bermuda grass than uh.
4: blue
5: <laughs> Well, uh. I mean, it was in the front yard and it was just a big <laughs> bald spot and it took yeah. so long to get it to spread. To spread back out over, and then you got to fight the weeds because the weeds are going to hit that bald spot before As, the grass. At, does. at
3: least, at least you didn't uh, <laughs> uh, wait for horse herb to take over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, no, they're advertising horse herb on on Channel 12 News now. That that that's the next uh, might be the next coming uh, long turf that we're going to be using. Since
3: oh we my goodness, who's, so who's sponsoring water. that? Who said that?
5: Um, I forget that girl's name. She's on the Sunday Sunday News on Channel Twelve.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, wow. uh, at that, thats interesting. They stole our idea. Uh, our, our Channel Twelve on. Uh, this, yeah, uh, our, cha-
5: our channel twelve, uh, and she's on on Saturday mornings, uh, mm-hmm. from from like nine until twelve. Hey, uh,
2: let le- let's, I, let's I send her out to. Well. Mm-hmm. Our friends, no, to Evelyn. Evelyn. Evelyn's, <laughs> Evelyn's never going to agree with her. Put her on TV. Even, Put Evelyn on TV as a horse her blaze.
5: She even showed <laughs> some on TV that she had in her in her in her on her ground where All right, uh, Bermuda yeah. had died out. It, uh-huh. it, it looks pretty. I, I don't. Think yeah, so. I've, oh, I've seen
1: pretty. patches that really do that, or, or yards that have been filled with it. I think more accidentally than on purpose. Oh
2: but. yeah.
5: I would right. imagine it doesn't look too good when you cut it
2: though. Oh, it looks yeah, no, okay. It looks great. Yeah, yeah it, it looks does. okay. It, it it has a uh, when you cut cut it, you shear the top flowers off. Yeah. It, so it's right. still green. The, the yeah, still green and the ones underneath uh take it, over
4: and yeah, bloom. Yeah,
3: it doesn't uh, it's, uh it responds better to mowing I think than uh Oh, yeah. than my rye gra- than my uh rescue grass. <laughs> And even the annual bluegrass because they, they they convert to seed, trying to produce seed much quicker. No, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. For the for those of
2: you who don't know who we're talking to, uh, and you go into plantanswers.com, that those beautiful pictures that are on mm-hmm. a in a gallery uh, that constantly change on on plantanswers.com, uh, taken by Ray. So uh,
1: yeah, I was going to remind folks that's good. I'm glad you did.
2: Yeah, yeah, you did a good job.
1: Well, yeah, send them to me. Send me the pictures, and I'll uh, I'll yeah. share them with the guys, or I'll make sure. And uh,
2: cool. I, thanks,
1: I, man.
5: I will. I'll send them now. In just, in just a minute here. Okay. Thanks, Ray.
1: All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight. Eighty-eight sixty-seven toll-free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty-eight sixty-seven. Another reminder from the folks at the San Antonio Water System that we are in stage two water restrictions.
3: What's that mean? They're saying we haven't gotten much rain. No. Uh,
1: yes, I'm, I don't know if you've noticed this or not. We haven't gotten much rain in history. But it's uh, <laughs> the, the neat thing is through lots of work, lots of testing, lots of. Uh, back and forth uh, SAWS and, and actually lots of other sources and stuff SAWS has come uh, to uh, a great thing which is like other places I think are in stage 3 or beyond uh, San Antonio is still in stage 2 and the reason is uh, all those reasons plus folks like you are responsible and cooperate and uh, use uh, and, and go by the rules so you're watering on your water day. You're watering from 7 to 11 a.m. And uh, you have that opportunity to water between 7 and 11 p.m. on your water day. You're not watering on weekends. If you're watering by hand, you can do it any time. Uh, there's lots of rules, and you can find out uh, how to maintain and, and keep that lawn looking good through this tough time when you go to uh, saws.org forward slash stage 2. You'll find out all the rules. Uh, but the reason, other reasons besides helping the community, uh, is that SAWS is becoming uh, more strict about those uh, fines and citing people. And so we want to make sure you don't get one of those fines. So uh, learn all the rules, uh, cooperate, be a good steward of that water, and uh, if you do everybody break, wins.
3: If you do break the rules, don't expect to get a warning. No,
1: that's what they're pointing out. Yeah, they
3: you
2: get a certificate, right?
1: You, you don't get a warning. No, you get a citation. Citation? Yeah, but you're not going to get one because you cooperate with the, with the rules, right?
2: <laughs> well, since I've got my timer. Now you works, do. How yeah. Good.
1: yeah, I thought of your timer last Monday
2: <laughs> when uh,
1: I didn't go beyond the rules, but it was like I was getting up every 30 minutes and moving. Yeah. It's like, ah. Uh, See, if you
2: have yeah. a timer, you don't have to I worry know.
1: about that. All right. Go to uh, saws.org forward slash uh, stage two. And we'll talk. Uh, is Mark going to be here tomorrow maybe? Yes. Okay, we'll talk to Mark a little bit about more what some more of those uh, things are that Saw has lots of opportunities going right now for homeowners in San Antonio, people that love gardening. So 210-308-8867, we are going to take a break. Come back in a moment at 210-308-8867. Call us if you've got some more Monarch reports, and we'll be back in a moment on Milberger's Garden in South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer.
0: Put a spell on you.
1: Because of my. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're back here at the nursery at sixteen oh four and Bovarde Road. We were talking about uh, being responsible and being efficient with your watering. Uh, one of the things that allows you to do that is that tree hugger sprinkler. Uh, it's a new item. It's a win- award-winning item, as a matter of fact. Uh, 2021 Best New Product by the Hardware Association. A uh, hard plastic sprinkler that uh, wraps around trees. Uh, it's, it's got a hinge, and you open it and close it around the tree. There are three sizes, so it doesn't matter how big your tree is. Uh, it's does seven-inch, eleven-inch, and fifteen-inch. You turn it up a little bit, and you can water that root ball. You turn it up a lot, you can water the drip line, and um,
3: so you've never seen a tree bigger than twenty-one inches here. No,
1: fifteen. Yeah, I have. I, I oh. so but. But at that point, I would just go with the Jerry principle of getting, <laughs> getting the closest one I could get, and just using it, opening it up, and wrapping it around the best I could. Yeah.
3: 20, 25 of the, <laughs> the ones all the way around those big, those big old trees. Yeah.
1: But uh, the uh, I, I do have a, uh, I, a, weird confession. Oh, so man. I uh-huh. I used my. From you, tree- weird. a weird gardening situation. I used my tree hugger on my watering day. Okay. Started off, means 7 o'clock. I started it doing the little, you know, my little drip, and I was going to move it. Well, I forgot it gets dark. It's getting (laughs) dark sooner. Yeah, it is. But I kept moving it, but unfortunately, I couldn't see where it went to. (laughs) So I've got these now patches, because I didn't go out and hand water. I should have done that. But I've got these patches that look Great. The Saint Augustine looks, you know, nice and tender and green yeah. and looks beautiful, and then this other patch right next to it that looks droopy and it's like flat and kind of greenish yellow and it's like then the next one next to that is green again. It's like a checkerboard thing. Well, so that, ha-
4: that shows ha- you it
1: works. You can see.
3: Yeah, that's what happens a lot when you. We, you know, we we've all been talking about this. You need to get out there and water this. And uh, when you do that first emergency watering, that's quite often the way it turns out. But it doesn't take long if you uh, adjust it or use your equipment like you're talking about and move it around. It, it evens out and gets to be pretty uniform. But it al- so next, almost always responds that way.
1: On Monday, I will do better, I'll do a better job okay. But well, yeah, you can find the tree hugger sprinklers here at Millburgers and at HEB as well, and your better deal is to get them locally than to get them online. So uh come on out to visit the uh visit the nursery and uh and learn about that. All right, 210-308-8867 210-308 Look at little
3: little brother there how close he's sitting to Yeah, his, to, his, to his, his other brother. Big, yeah. His bigger brother, yeah. When and it looks like one, maybe there's no one's Six and around. five or four and five? There weren't any heavy people on there.
2: No, there? Oh, no, nobody
1: over 12. That's age discrimination, isn't it? I don't know it. Oh, that's, man.
2: That's sad.
1: All right, 210-308-8867. Oh, there she's getting weird talk. What's the purple that she's got there? That's not fall aster, is it? Or No. Nah. Do you see it?
3: I see it, but I'm not sure what it is. We've right got.
1: There. I see the petunias. It's fun looking at what's in people's carts. She's got the blue plumbago. Oh, we'll uh,
3: have to if she comes. Yeah, we'll have to ask her again. We'll have to look
2: at it. Closer. Do you see what I'm talking about? I think that it looked like a foliage of a of a marigold. Oh, purple marigold. Well, I meant that's in front of it. You oh see? yeah, okay. So what do you think that Never is? Never mind. <laughs> you know, it's not uh, a purple, Okay.
3: Not a purple marigold. Alright. I don't think there are flocks.
2: The Is that a flux? Oh I don't know. Could be.
3: I think it's a flux. Okay.
1: Be. It's pretty. All right. 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867.
2: Toll free. 866 308 8867. Yeah. All right, what's going on? What do we got I They still got uh, I mentioned marigolds. Uh-huh. Uh the, that's uh, they're on sale. Four inch pot. Four-inch pot regularly dollar fifty-nine, on sale for four for five dollars. Yep. Well, yeah. yeah, four for five dollars.
1: Do the math. You can do this. No, I can't. It's a dollar twenty-five each.
2: Whoa. Uh huh. That's significant saving. And then uh, uh, snapdragons are the same price. Uh,
1: yeah. Did we have snapdragons last week? I can't remember. We had them on sale. No. No, but no, we can Okay, we had them. No, I know Calvin talked about them. But I couldn't remember if they were on sale or not. Cool. So we have them on sale now. They're my... Yeah.
3: My rockets are doing real
1: well. Yeah. Yeah, you were finally able to get some in after Calvin bought them all?
3: Well, he had <laughs> they, he had a lot before. I just got the last.
6: So, no, I didn't get more rockets. I oh, got more okay. Snapdragons. But okay. No to the it's, rockets.
3: That's hard. I... Moaned and groaned about the lack of rockets for seven or eight years. Yeah, but uh, because because rockets are kind of are, are more difficult to grow than well, sonnets.
2: Yeah, the problem is they they outgrow their it's, market pretty pretty fast. They're
3: top heavy. Yeah, and, um, but I I like I like them for cut, uh, cut flowers. The blooms are a little bigger, but uh, The best thing, the best compromise, is to have both the sonnets and the rockets because Mm. the the sonnets don't aren't affected by the wind as much. No, yeah. And they're more orderly, more disciplined, and they they're big enough that they uh, make a a good cut flower. Yeah. Of course, I don't think there's they're not as uh, I I like the rockets as a cut flower better than the sonnets, but Mm. they're both pretty good.
2: Yeah, uh, Tr- Trace, did I see a, a pot of marigolds go by here that wasn't blooming? Are your marigolds that are on sale, most are of them not are blooming?
6: Most of them are blooming. You'd have to hunt really hard to find one that's not.
2: Okay. Hey,
1: I think well, we
6: have... Well, it's good. I mean, uh, uh,
2: uh, if you get them in, pla- in place before they bloom.
1: Oh, Trace, we're going to go to a caller, people, Karen, in a second. But can you do an ID for us? What's the purple plant in the bottom of her
6: basket? Aster. Aster? Aster. Okay, cool. It's a fall aster? It is a fall aster. It is not the Fricardi. Okay. But it is a fall aster, yes. Cool, so I got it right. How about that?
3: Yay. Well, do I kind of
1: got, got, got it
6: right.
3: Well, when did you say anything about aster?
1: I said that at the beginning. I said, I don't think that's a fall aster. That counts as being right. <laughs>
3: I, uh, uh, I missed something. that, didn't you, Kev? <laughs> no, I, was, I, I thought he uh, said something else. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Let's talk to Karen real quick at 210-308. Karen who? Karen is on the line. She's a caller.
4: Oh, oh. Hi,
1: Karen. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today?
5: Real good, Milton. Thank you for taking my call. I have a centronella plant that is doing amazing and has really weathered well through the heat. But I want to know if there's anything in particular that I need to do specific for the fall and getting ready for the winter to make it survive until spring.
3: What kind of
2: plant? Citronella. citronella. Oh, it's
6: favorite plant. So do you have this in a pot or in the ground?
3: Uh, it's in the better pot. with citronella than geranium.
6: All right, so it is a geranium, so it's going to be unhappy at 40 degrees and probably dead shortly below 32. Um, okay. So I would keep it fed and make sure that you watch the weather because the weather man's never right. And I would pick something <laughs> like 40 degrees, move it in. When the weather's nice, you put it back out again.
4: Awesome. I appreciate you. Thank um, you
2: so much. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, Did
6: you say it was a beautiful plant? A beautiful it
4: plant? Is. It is. It's worked and, really, really well on my porch. How <laughs> much
6: sun? How much sun do you have it in?
5: It comes in. I uh, get the afternoon sun on my back porch. All
6: right. So as our day lengths get shorter and the temperatures, I would try to slowly move it to where it gets even a little more sun than that.
5: Okay. Sounds like a plan. Have, All right, you, had, have you had
2: any mosquitoes?
5: I no. They have actually kept them out of the out of the entry from the there porch. There you to go. Good, Jerry.
1: Good deal. Yeah. Good. It's working for.
5: All Yep. Thanks so
3: much, guys. Have a great day.
6: Thanks. Thanks for calling. All right. Now it will bloom too. Oh, it's it does. It's not showy like your other geraniums. Yeah. But uh, it'll. It's like a little yeah, cluster. Yeah. Go ahead
3: and tell us to, so we can recognize the bloom. No. <laughs> so it looks like
6: a, a coral vine bloom, kind of a dangly, oh. kind of a dangly pink bloom, but nowhere near as big.
3: And uh, I, I wouldn't expect all the the bees and the butterflies in there. We're. Ha- I I I, I'll, I don't know what to say, ma'am. See, it's
4: kind
3: of okay. It's a <laughs> <the> soda machine. <laughs>
2: that soda machine causes problems, doesn't it? I you, get, you gotta have
6: it. Gotta <laughs> gotta have it, and we don't control it. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. All
1: right. Anyway. So uh, you were talking about citronella.
6: Yeah. So it does bloom. Most people okay. don't. Most people don't uh, ever see it, but it is a. Dainty, dangly, pink bloom. <laughs> all right, cool. And do you have any, or is it seasonal? Is it? Mm, it comes and goes. I don't. Okay. I don't think I have any at all right now. If I do, there would only be one, but I kind of doubt it. Okay. I saw somebody walking
2: out with uh, my firecracker fern that I think that everybody ought to have. Uh, did we ever get? I don't know if we ever got any calls on uh, whether that thing is deer resistant are deer proof but uh, they're on sale. Uh, it has beautiful uh, uh, tubular red flowers on it. Uh, number number 1's regular 8.99 on sale for 7.88. Does he have, Or 3 for $21. Does he
6: intentionally avoid the the color orange. Oh, or I think sure he does. Looks, yes. It sure looks orange to me. I think he does. But well, it says bright red fusion of bright red tubular flowers. So for those of you out there who are UT fans, it really resembles <laughs> orange more, more than
2: red. I'm reading off of your. I'm ad just here.
6: telling you what it looks like to me. Bright Sub- colors red are subjective. tubular flowers. Colors are subjective. It looks <laughs> orange <laughs> to me.
2: Thank you for whoever wrote this ad uh, for putting the correct color with it. But anyway, uh, so
3: look, look at the uh, all, all the all the gardeners out there in that front row, along with all the butterflies. It just amazes all these plants in front of us. Yeah, not much action in terms of the butterflies. But out there, there's uh, 22 people and uh, 19 or 20 butterflies. So they around. were
6: all over the stock this morning. Oh, wow. Oh,
3: where you got stock?
6: uh Oh, you didn't walk everything, did you? No. You I, well, missed. I thought we have, I did, but I missed it. Uh, we have quartz stock back over here.
3: Usually, I smell it. Even. Oh gosh, yeah. I, I made. Uh, have something to look forward to on the break.
1: So we have someone named David Rodriguez on hold David right Rodriguez. now. David Rodriguez. Did he come? Right. Oh, he
3: oh I know him. He's kind of a tall guy. Yeah. He yeah. didn't come by here. He did not.
1: He asked permission to call in. Oh, okay. We'll give him permission. Hey, David, what's going on? looks like you had a nice uh, turnout today
7: pretty good guys can you hear me okay
1: yeah can you hear us Uh, okay Yes. can you hear us can you hear me
7: david (laughs) (laughs) yeah i had to take off i'm sorry
1: Uh, that's all right
7: on the road road. um so yeah awesome we had a unusual cover two topics in one we did uh trees and turf grass and I always say, I, I copy this from Dr. Larry Stein, that the 90% of the questions are trees, turf, grass, and tomatoes. So we covered two of those three uh, topics. So we wall is for planting. So you know, we shade trees with the issue of uh, our utility bills being so high this uh, summer to uh, consider placing a correct tree in the right locale. And so we covered selection, placement, and all that. And then on turf grass, uh, so many lawns, and I'm sure y'all can agree with this. Just driving around town, how many lawns have succumbed to this drought and uh, literally are dead when there's no grass or even weeds visible? Well, so, we've, you know, we talked about.
3: David, we've ed- identified so about six or seven different uh, situations, you know, lush green. Faded green, dormant, yeah. brown, and then uh, just like you <laughs> described that uh, s- soil that's loose soil, and <laughs> and we were trying to uh, trying to figure out w- which ones you'd fertilize with slow release lawn fertilizer, and which one you use winterizer, and yeah. which one you wouldn't fertilize.
2: I say it's taking on the prairie buffalo grass look.
3: Yeah,
2: not through my yard. Looks.
3: No, I thought you I, I thought you uh, yeah, I thought
1: after you got that nice rain that yours perked up,
2: yeah, but then that didn't last very long, Oh, okay, it went I, right I really now.
7: I really don't recall just driving around as many lawns to me they I don't think are going to bounce back or whatever bounces back would be just weeds
3: well, but it, so. didn't it surprise you when we did get that inch and a half of rain that how many lawns? came back they're gone again now but they, <laughs> but it was uh oh like Jerry Jerry and his uh St Augustine yeah. came back. my and uh my uh weedy weedy lawn came back kind of for a while and now it's <laughs> it's back hey, in no its uh, hey soils. David
1: as it relates to that um so if 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 there's someone listening who can uh who you know you're describing when are you recommending that they uh they get sod and start putting it back down again
7: oh right now fall is, fall is okay you know, but the key is we know mill sources of real good top quality uh fresh from the farm sod but the key i think is is making sure the area is well 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 prepared and has been uh fallow if any weeds come up after preparation and then uh you know, like we always say, coming out of these extreme summers is only sodding areas that you can uh, do a good job maintaining. Otherwise, let's convert some of these to mulch areas or uh, vegetables or other.
4: Yeah.
2: Are, are you recommending people uh, put on their winterizer fertilizer if their grass I, I is brown?
7: <laughs> no. Yeah, only if it's... Uh, only if Green? Yeah, only if it has green and it survived the... You know, oh. Dr. Parsons, I, I really think with the utility bills going up so high from electricity and water, I think a lot of people, and what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing, uh, a lot of people just threw their hands up and stopped watering.
2: Yeah, yeah.
7: You know, because the water bill was getting too high, just like the utility bill. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, that's, that's why I put uh, on la- last week the, uh, the statement that uh, I've written all the uh, columns that I can write on, and Neal Sparrow has too, they have written all the columns we can write on telling people how to water newly uh, established plants. And uh, we told them how to do it, we told them they've got to do it, and if they didn't do it, uh, they're going to lose their plants.
7: That's correct, and if you do the cost analysis, it's going to probably cost a heck of a lot more. Properly replacing all this stuff.
3: Oh yeah. But well, there, but there's a lot of options in there. I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's reasonable. You talk about the bills. It's reasonable to make some decisions about which are the, which are your uh, plants that you absolutely want to. To uh, keep in the best condition, and then there's others that you can sacrifice, and you can reestablish back when we get uh, some decent rains and decent weather. So, so there's a lot, of, there's potentially a lot of decisions to make, and lots, lots of options. The good news here is here in uh, San Antonio, we got lots of uh, programs, uh, like radio show, and you, all the programs you get. Give david yeah. and uh all the, the the program that uh gardening volunteers of south texas want us to talk about so so there's a lot of, there's a lot of options you don't have to get desperate and i i, I can't help but believe it's it's going to uh rain again someday really someday
7: but yeah, someday you're right someday
4: <laughs>
7: hopefully soon
1: yeah I hope so Hey, David, do you want to uh, educate us about any programs you have coming up?
7: Well, uh, Trey, when he finishes up the, uh, the season for seeds, when they do their uh, seed switch-outs, uh, just gave me a bunch of uh, uh, seed for our, our youth gardens program. And and uh, I got him last week because we had uh, the training youth gardens educator uh Training last Saturday, which was one of the best we've ever had, we've uh, we had to unfortunately turn so many people away because the demand is so high, but the, we're limited at the botanical garden for the space we have But but uh, so we we're coming off an excellent excellent uh, training last Saturday, and we supply them plants, you know, for fall planting, so that went very very well. I think Molly's doing a B class this week, I believe.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
7: So just the fall seasons here, just seasonal topics that we're doing right now.
1: Very cool. All right. And they would just go, uh, the website, uh, just Google Bear County.
7: there. Bear, Bear County Extension Service website and also the Bear County Master Garden website. I have a lot of yeah, good things you. happening as well.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for calling in, sir.
7: Yes. Thank you all so much. Good talking to you all.
1: All right, we have to take a break. I know you want to talk about something too, so we'll talk about the gardening volunteers class.
3: Yeah, and then I was thinking about another good website is the San Antonio Water System. Oh, absolutely. Website. So there's a lot, a lot of information there. All
1: right, so don't go anywhere. Calvin's going to tell you about answers. Yeah, that's too. I've heard that's pretty good. Have you ever heard that website? No, I didn't think so, but uh, you ought to check it out. I (laughs) thought they
2: took that off there.
1: Off the web. Hey, all righty. So uh, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, don't forget, if it's bugging you, if you've got problems with something, uh, whether it's roaches or whether it's fleas or rats or something in the attic or something in the backyard or something in the kitchen, like ants, (laughs) Spider-Man termite and pest control can help you get rid of it and keep it going. Uh, Or you can use them preventatively, too. You can kind of say, okay, we want to make sure we got a good pest control company that helps keep this stuff away from us. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you with that, too. Uh, they've been doing this for uh, 40 years now. Since 1976, they've been your web of protection. And if you go online, you'll see all kinds of uh, great, great reviews on customers that love working with Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. So check them out. you've got a problem, help let Warren and the guys help you out from uh, t- Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. 210-656-3721. That's 210 210-656- 656 3721, or check out the reviews, check out all they do at gospidermanpest.com. That's gospidermanpest.com. Hey, Calvin, you want to tell them about the uh, Gardening Volunteers event?
3: Yeah, the uh, Gardening Volunteers contacted us to, to remind us that they got a new new program. It's uh, every month they, they put out a, a new video that uh, includes information. Uh, to enhance your gardening uh, success and this the next one starting i think october 7th friday october 7th that's next friday yeah it's going to be on the uh, um, the idea of converting your uh, landscape to more and more native plants and they've got uh, some examples they they kind of concentrate on the the program that the uh, San Antonio River Authority has been uh, conducting uh, on the uh, San Pedro Creek, and then they uh, then then they go to cover a couple of uh, private landscapes too. Uh, individuals, uh, skillful gardeners, um, well, sk- gardeners that have learned a lot from the programs offered here in the uh, San Antonio area, and they're. Uh, converting their landscapes to more and more uh, native plants, with with the goal in mind to have a beautiful landscape, environmentally appropriate uh, landscape too, and uh, of course support the uh, wildlife and particular uh, our butterflies. But that that it'll start on October seventh. I'm not exactly sure what time, but if you go to the Go to the website, uh, to the uh, gardening volunteers of South Texas website. gardeningvolunteers.org. Okay, and and they'll and it'll tell you uh, what time the program is, and then you got an opportunity starting on October seventh. You can watch the program. Uh, Oh, good! Pick a day, any any day, and uh, watch the whole program through the month. And then there'll be another. A new one in, in, the, in the next month with a topic that's uh, uh, probably be just as exciting as this topic. Good, lots of information on the gardening volunteers of South Texas. Co-sponsor uh, is our our, our friends. Uh, oh gosh, uh, help me help me on that uh, Milton the. Oh, uh, no. see uh, water the water authority. Uh, Edwards Aquifer? No, it's not the Edwards. It's the one north. Uh,
1: San Antonio, known as um, the
3: Trinity Glen Rose. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Trinity Glen right. Rose. They're they're the co-sponsor along with the cool. Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. Did you want to ask your
1: question on the air? Okay, grab that microphone. We'll we'll go as far as we can up to the news, and
2: then yeah, we'll get you the an answer. Pass this to catch. I don't know if I want it, to touch that. It's, Do I want it's to? Manure. Oh, is it? It's a part of a piece okay. of manure.
1: Here's some manure, Calvin. <laughs> yes, sir. Start talking. You'll be on in the air. How can we help you? you?
8: So the question I have is uh, I have an oak tree that's uh, it's very healthy, I mean, it, it, for the exception of the roots. It seems like the roots are coming up, but it's like dry-rotted root, and I can just kick it over hmm. c- It just kick the roots open, and it just comes right off. I brought an exa- a sample of what, what I kick off all the time. and, and yeah. uh, It looks but, like a, uh, that's well,
2: a gall of some time.
3: What's it's, What's the soil like? You doing any, anybody parking over the? Roots? I would say it's kind of compact. It's really hard. It's yeah. really hard. Somebody park are there? Has, has um, there been a lot of parking over the roots and with the vehicles or? No,
8: I don't put any vehicles on there. But it's, I've had such a lot of um, erosion, and I think what's happened is it's gotten so compact uh-huh. that yeah, there's really not, not any. Tree
3: still looks good though. It right? looks
8: really healthy. I mean, it's producing fruit and.
3: That's that's one of the real advantages. Uh, you know, you you can. And then when we get these kind of uh, programs or uh, situations with live oak, a lot of times it seems like here's a symptom, and you know, and just like you're describing, and then but at the end of the story, it's quite often, but the plant looks great, looks healthy, it's dealing with whatever situation. Not not all tree species would be able to deal with that, but live oaks
8: live oaks do. Right, so my dilemma was: What should I do? Should I uh, cut it down? Is it healthy to where I'm not? Because is it, is it a danger to the well? Oh no! Mm-hmm.
3: One, one, Well, to verify that, if you had an arborist look at it, is it a big tree?
8: It's 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 a very big tree.
3: Well, then it's probably worth it if it's close to the house. It's probably right. worth it to have a an arborist look at it. But but I'm kind of like like Jerry. I, I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect to be any danger there
8: okay and that was my really main concern and really the second one was what should I do with it and I, I well, want to save it I want to keep it
3: well the uh, the arborist will have a prescription and usually the prescription is uh, just <laughs> water gosh look, look at that trunk yeah
2: there's nothing to spray on it to make that a go away but the like rock
3: cabin says uh, the deep watering may uh, help yeah you might you might just you might just uh from now on uh, the, those live oaks are worth it for once once a month during the summer you know starting like June and july august September, just give them a steep a deep soak where you let let the holes out there, and that it'll it'll slowly h- address some of those issues you have. Okay. Yeah. Uh you don't you d- don't want it to, you don't want to wet the, the whole area there because you don't want to, it to be uh l- less uh soil holding than than the soil that's around it, but right. but you uh you get that that water down into the the root area and that that's uh, certainly will contribute to it. Now the other, on the other hand, that tree is probably going to live <laughs> another hundred years. Uh, so. we y'all,
8: yeah, keep, y'all whatever. keep
1: talking. We got to take a break. So okay. you don't have to leave. So two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's good. Back with more of Milberger's gardening, South Texas. After this, on nine thirty a.m. The Answer.
0: We're back with Milburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer.
1: Hey, welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Got a great photograph of a monarch from Sylvia. Uh, was Ray going to send us a picture of the monarch? Okay, I wonder if this is off someone else's phone or something or... He sent this is what he sent to us. This may be it's a beautiful one. I bet that's
3: from him. Yeah, that's
1: a great picture, and he didn't even have to uh, to whisper to it.
2: Now you don't know that. Uh, I'm g- I'm guessing you, you don't know that. Um, don't, very, don't I don't think that. Uh, mine think, mine don't look. My pictures on PlantAnswers.com don't look like.
1: I don't think that's Ray's style. Huh? I'm not sure that's Ray's style.
2: You just are saying that too. <laughs> but yeah. me, Pastor. that's possible.
3: You guys didn't react to that. the butterflies out there in those first two rows. Yeah, the black,
2: black. Oh, we weren't
3: it's, it's kind of strange. They're all everybody's. It's like there's a party right there. Yeah. <laughs> Three and the, gardener, gardeners, and butterflies.
1: And are the snout nose the ones that we're seeing lots
3: of? At, oh yeah. Yeah, lots, yeah lots there good, and but there's, you know, all those um, <laughs> sulfurs and those all those white. Butterflies, too.
1: Yeah. I mentioned the cats earlier. The cats love the, the snout nose or the sulfurs or whatever oh, they're, they're. Oh, they go, they chase them, no. they <laughs> pounce on <laughs> them, they try to get them. I'm mad they eat them, don't they? I don't know. I haven't seen them catch one yet. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> uh, the, uh, ha, does the, do the monarchs have a uh, end of the season that they're coming through? Yeah.
3: yeah, that's the that's the issue. It's best f- for them if they just fill up with nectar and then head to the wintering grounds. Yeah. But if they are w- weak, that's bad. But but if they stop and try to ra- uh, lay more r- eggs,
2: r- raise the young,
3: then the problem the problem is but there's st- there's a, i see that, see there's more of a debate now on whether how many generations you know whether the the butterflies are are clean, completely at the mercy of uh, the mercy of uh, laying eggs mm-hmm. because uh, some people say well there's only three generations and others say there's seven generations if if there's opportunities for um, milkweed Along the way, there could could be as many seven generations, so that's that's the question, and especially now that we're not seeing any, not seeing very many monarchs.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, is there a time that
3: that yeah, they well say, if well, if they
2: hadn't come through by now, they're not coming through?
3: No. If there's a t- t- time when they say, if they don't leave by now, there's a good chance they're not going to make it because they're at the. They've got that long, t- flying trip, yeah. and they're the weather.
2: Yeah.
3: On uh, November, November 1st is kind of a, uh, it's a scary point. If they now haven't left by November 1st, then they're then they're really at the mercy of the weather.
1: Okay. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Ray, I haven't gotten them yet, so send those pictures again. (laughs) So uh, no, this that was was not Ray's picture. Really? No, we're just getting. So uh, it's M I L T O N Milton at k l u p dot com. So I don't know. Sometimes we have weird things that happen with our email. So Milton at k l u p dot com.
3: Some things. Sometimes we are weird things. You uh, or some things.
1: Sometimes we have weird things happen with our internet. (laughs)
3: okay did we get did we get that message out from the gvst oh yeah i think so go to their website to get gardeningvolunteers.org
1: yeah on all the stuff they have coming up
3: and native uh, incorporating native plants into your landscape is the is the main topic of this video that's going to start october
4: 7th
1: okay 210-308-8867 210-308-8867. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What else is going on?
2: You know, I don't think we have any landscape design people that are doing that exclusively, incorporating all natives. They put some natives in there.
3: Well, and I think there's, yeah. Well, I don't. I think you're right. The the, pro- profe- of- the professionals don't. Yeah, to- but there are. Uh, There are uh, garden uh, gardeners, both with the GVST and with Master Gardeners, Mm -hmm. that are that advocate all natives and good, you know, good gardeners that Mm -hmm. that, uh, think it's think it's an an advisable um, philosophy to to try to have all and plants like that. Well. Some of my favorite plants too that I couldn't get access to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like our, you know, Paul's porterweed. weed. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, my zinnias, <laughs> and uh, roses.
4: Lots, and, lots of plants that are <laughs> not,
3: not native that uh, seem to do well in our landscapes.
2: Uh, it's interesting. Uh, the uh, Neil Sperry had a, in the newsletter, he uh, talked about some fragrant plants to plant at this time of hmm. the year. And, uh, Milton, uh, it never dawned on me that when you spell fragrant out, look whose name pops up. <laughs> <laughs> Grant. Yeah. Fragrant. Oh, okay. And he's a nutcase over fragrant plants. But anyway, they mentioned sweet olives, which is very free. And then he talks about pansies and pinks or. or uh, Dianthus? Dianthus. Wow, which I never thought of Dianthus as being fragrant. I haven't either, no. Now, the old fashioned, uh, the red one that we fooled with for a little while. It's in the it's a dianthus, and it was it was fragrant. But as far as uh, the ones we have now, I just wonder. Well, I don't I, think they're fragrant.
3: Well, I w- I've written I think in my column this Saturday, and then, and then I know next Saturday, stocks, alism, and sweet peas are the. The three yeah. that I think about during the the oh, winter, yeah, winter time.
2: Yeah, yeah they're, they're they, right.
3: they are really, uh, I guess I, I was thinking that you don't use alyssum and cut flowers, but actually they do use them around the, <laughs> the edges and stuff. But those three are uh, potent. And
2: Neil, Neil writes, pansies and violas. He lists those as fragrant flowers. Really? They're the best-selling annual flowers in Texas year in year out. That's because they're dependable and colorful. The fact that they're fabulously fragrant doesn't hurt them a bit.
3: Huh? See,
2: I don't know. No, notice the fragr- Any fragrance? <laughs> now, the interesting thing about it is, all the images he
3: had with this write up are faceless. Oh, you remember we? yeah the, rather than uh, yeah the, what did i what 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 do we call those like uh, black or only fa- face faceless is what we call them faceless is the- I call them clear and yeah yeah, and uh some but, uh, another term i can 't <laughs> think of it right now, but they're, they're what i 've noticed uh not they weren't you promoting the idea. And that the yellow was the most yeah, fragrant. Yeah, that's
2: one that my mother loved all the time. But uh, I'd always take her fastest ones because they are are fragrant, very fragrant. But uh, if they're not the regular uh, pansies that people grow, you know, with the big blooms and things like that,
3: I don't get it. So. Uh, well, I'm anxious to go check out. Trace was talking about the stocks that there's some here. I'm gonna. I did, when I did my little cruise through the nursery there. I <laughs> missed them. Yeah,
2: and uh, Neil also mentioned Mexican plum, oh, yeah. uh, which it's, it's like any plum tree when they, they do. They're fragrant when they bloom in the spring. And uh, of course, he mentions Carolina Jasmine. Now that thing, knock your hat off! That's a good one.
3: Well, and then, uh, and night
2: he, blooming, night
3: blooming jasmine, jasmine too. If yeah. you're really looking for, uh, lo- any of the, the
4: jasmine, uh, jasmine.
3: Can you can you cut that for? A, I never. I, 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 we don't ever cut uh, cut ours. We just. Have Yeah, yeah. By yeah. The door, you know. No. He, he doesn't talk
2: about, uh, let's see, it, it uh, didn't talk about it being a cut flower. But then he mentioned wisteria. Now, I, I was thinking, <laughs> have I ever smelled wisteria? Now, you know, at the botanical garden. Yeah, they have the big they, arbor. With yeah, the big arbor. And I've been under that sucker when it blooms. And I think it is fragrant.
1: I think it is too.
4: It's pretty.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So this, Neil says, this vine grows like a horse. It gets big and it needs support to match. It can show iron deficiency in alkaline
3: soils, absolutely. I don't know why it needs support. It can lift the roof right up. (laughs) But, and, and arbors, it takes pieces of arbors yeah. to pick some <laughs> Wait a minute, Calvin. <laughs> Man, I, I don't I, think I, this is
2: one of Calvin's favorites. No, plants, I'm trying right to. Think?
3: I'm, I'm even, I, I like the coral vine much better. That's what I replaced. Oh, yeah. I uh, replaced with coral vine. Now, I might not after a few years. But, uh, <laughs> of course, the the thing about the coral vine is it's very aggressive, but... It, it starts from scratch, yeah, it freezes
2: year. it down, bring back to the ground. Uh, but Texas Texans grow it for its fragrant lavender or white flower clusters each spring. Just give it thirty to or forty feet of space in which to grow. Uh, now, uh, we uh, kind of got a bad name in San, around San Antonio in super alkaline soil. But uh, you go into East Texas in the spring, over there, around Nacogdoches and whatever, those wisterias are at the tops of those large trees, and killer. I mean killer. And then he mentions uh, Texas mountain laurel. I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, star jasmine, also known as Conf- Confederate jasmine. That's the one we had down the hill here Mm -hmm. that was blooming its brains out and very fragrant. It'd knock you down. And uh, (laughs) so uh, he he talks about... uh, He said that's his list, a partial list. He said, I had to drop off hyacinths, honeysuckle. Yeah, that's fragrant. Nicotiana, gardenia... Moon vine and moon flower <laughs> too much fragrance, too little space. I see the way he ends it up hey, uh, also in that he and his question and answers uh he got a question and said, "I've grown lilacs and peony peonies. You don't want to peony your plants man remember that okay. Uh, in other parts of the country, but I can't grow them in Texas. What's the difference? That's an easy question. You probably had much cooler climates in those other areas. Those are both plants that fade fade in Texas heat. That's why it's critical that you do your homework and buy from a reputable full-time nursery professional who will advice will be re-reliable and applicable to your location. Uh, he said gardening is like driving. The further away you get from home, the less you know about what you're doing. I like that. That's cute. Everything changes. But uh, everybody. Lilacs are in such demand uh, for, for people who have moved from the north that uh, we've been trying to grow them, and there are several lilac species that are uh, have been tried here, and uh, they eventually play out. Wow.
3: you don't need to grow lilacs; you can just grow Phanix fox. It smells just like. Actually, it doesn't. It's close, <laughs> close enough if you've been away yeah. away from the lilac for a while. It does, does yeah. smell like, it. and uh, that's a a flocks And it, it's
2: it's we've proven that even Calvin and Milton can smell it.
3: Well, I'll and say, it's a fragrance. It.
2: It's, but anyway, that's hard to find too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, 210-308-8867. Let's take a quick break while we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up live from Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road on 9:30 a.m. the answer. is on 930 a.m. The answer, just a reminder uh, that we are in Stage 2 water restrictions, and if you want more information, go to saws.org forward slash Stage 2. When you go to the website, you're going to see SAWS remains in Stage 2 with stricter enforcements. According to Karen Gus, SAWS Director of Conservation, we're past the point of issuing warnings anyone caught wasting water or breaking Stage 2 watering rules will receive a citation. And that's not the kind of say, citation you want, Jerry. Oh, okay. All right. They're So not
2: framed, right? No.
1: So the uh, <laughs> so you can find out all the rules there, uh, like, for instance, when your watering day is, uh, how many times you can water, and all that good stuff. But Calvin pointed it out, too, a little while ago. There's lots of resources uh, to help you at SAWS.org, and uh, uh, all kinds of great things for gardeners to help you with watering ideas and things like that. So uh, SAWS.org. Forward slash stage two is the place to start off with all the rules. But we'll run around a little bit on the website, and uh, you'll find great stuff here. We'll talk with uh, Mark about that too, a little bit when he's in here uh, tomorrow. But that's important for you not to get cited, uh, and get a ticket, and not have to pay a fine. And it's important for the city, uh, and for uh, your neighbors and uh, the community, uh, that you uh, are a good steward of your water and abide by the rules so we stay in stage two. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867.
2: People are buying those vegetable plants at this time of year. Oh. This this weather, uh, bring them out.
3: Oh, they love the... really seen a response just in oh, this, the,
1: the vegetables no yeah. last week yeah. i was talking to somebody yesterday they were getting ready to plant stuff for their kiddos they wanted to plant broccoli and they were from idaho so this was a bit different from their oh um, yeah their experience uh, but they were goodness gracious so uh, if he comes by he said he might come by he'll have to tell us a story well, wait
3: until they uh, plant their spinach in november or, <laughs> <laughs> when do you plant
1: it normally in idaho well, never. Probably. Never. <laughs> Maybe. Well, in the spring. March. They may grow a spring March after. or April. He planted kale, uh, some other stuff, and broccoli. He was telling me. Does he
2: know he's going to eat that kale? Yeah,
1: I think he's excited about it. Hmm. Oh, but he was. He said he was a. a well, he was a <laughs> soil fanatic. We'll put it that way. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And yeah, in Idaho, he was tilling up soil. He was putting in. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask you They've guys. They've got good soil. Yeah, he said he had soil clay, soil clay, and so yeah. with the tiller he had to, and then he finally got it just right by adding uh, horse manure. All right. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He uh, <laughs> he added cow manure. Okay. And he that said there was have. he said there was a difference. I didn't know this. The cow manure has less seeds in it than because it goes through the. The stomach chamber and the horses, the cows chew their cud. No, uh, that's not right. No. Okay, he said it was. I trust him.
3: Well, I always thought of. Uh, of course, it depends. It depends on what your sources are too, and what they yeah. fe- feed. Because I, in my, when I was in Deep East Texas in Lufkin, the horse, the horse manure produced was always. Easiest to use and uh, yeah. seem more productive and not as smelly and it didn't have as much. <laughs> did, it,
1: did it sprout weeds and stuff? never no?
3: we, weeds were not a no. not an
2: issue. Not an issue?
1: Well, maybe well, it depends the, on what they're grazing on, like you said. Yeah, yeah.
2: they uh, they have a uh, uh, reason they have so much horsemanure over there, especially around Madisonville. Uh, is they grow up mushrooms? Mushrooms have to have horsemanure to grow for some reason and never had been explained to me as to mm. why but uh they grow better on a horse that, manure.
3: that mushroom uh yeah soil was Mush- so, the texture was always so wonderful but there, there was like no nutrients in it yeah you, yeah right you had to fertilize it to get it <laughs> to anything before.
1: But anyway, that uh, but he, was, uh, he was excited about the broccoli. Is he living here He's, in he's living here now, and he's doing a raised bed garden. Yeah, oh, really? um,
3: okay. Uh, if, he, if he's got uh, <laughs> the right soil there, he might have to adjust his uh, enthusiasm for soil. Yeah. Some of the stuff, yeah. Some of the rocky stuff. Well, he lives
1: near uh, the nursery. He said he comes to here all the time, so he might stop by <laughs> and tell you about the cow and the horse manure. Uh, he also did chicken manure. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, he said wha- he got a lot of roaches while he was collecting it. <laughs> and so he just, the roaches died, and he just added the roaches to the stuff and made for uh
2: What I don't like about chicken manure is kind has got a foul load. Uh, never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. afraid you were going to beat me to it.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So <laughs> what was it? Oh, he was talking about in Idaho he had zucchini, and he took his... his uh, his head up to his hand, or his hand up to his head, you know, was this tall, this big, you know.
2: Yeah. So, do we get zucchini that tall and that big in San Antonio? <laughs> he can grow rhubarb up there, too. Did he oh, mention rhubarb? I bet he did not, but I bet you he did. That's, uh, that's r- rhubarb country. People always want come down from up there. I always,
3: and, I always think of it as potato country.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh. Is, big time. Yeah. Russet potato country. But uh, anyway, uh, I was going to ask rutabagas.
3: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. Oh yeah, rutabagas will grow there. But <laughs> I was think, uh what were we talking about? Where the, there somebody was talking about the the seeds, were available. Well, anyhow, it was uh, the tatuma the squash? Oh yeah, the tatuma. The uh, the other thing that was surprised, rutabaga seeds. There's about if you go. Where can I find rutabaga seeds? Gosh, you'll get there. You'll get about twenty different uh, locations. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Gurney Ger- on the web. Yeah, on Ger- the web? Uh, Gurney and uh, well, yeah, just all 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 kinds of surprise the heck out of me.
2: There must be some fool out there growing them somewhere. Kevin <laughs> needs to round those up. Maybe My,
3: mine are... I got the word that. My latest supply is in the mail.
1: Oh, goody! Oh, boy! Hmm. When is rutabaga planting time? Seed planting time?
3: Well, anytime, and now in this kind of weather. Mm, yeah.
1: Now it's cool. Uh, well, on these little small. Um, so, if you're going to try to do them by seed, is there an advantage to using these little, like twenty or thirty dollar greenhouses that they sell? They're maybe. Not, no. for
3: rutab- not for rutabagas. Not for Oh well, I maybe. Mean,
1: but what about other seeds, like stuff that if I uh, wanted <laughs> to start them?
3: Not in this climate. Uh, yeah. Not, no. Not in this climate, I wouldn't think. I mean, they're about <laughs> the size of
1: yeah. two or three shoe boxes stacked on top of each other. And- yeah.
3: I, I think some <laughs> of our some of our uh, hill country gardeners will. Yeah. Use those. Get a few weeks extra out of it.
1: <laughs> well, I just meant so that you could kind of start the seeds, protected. In the house. Uh. No, just outside. What are you
3: protecting them from, Milton? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I guess if you're protecting them from the, the heat. perfect weather, yeah. The, yeah, the heat, then I there's put no my, advantage uh, for a uh, oh. greenhouse. It's a disadvantage, in fact. You've got to have cool.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I had to laugh at uh, Forrest Apple. Do you uh, have to? He, he got, well, his kids gave him one of those. Deals like that for oh, okay. Christmas okay and of course he was he had planted it you know I walked in the house I said far you know better than this he said my kids gave it to me I have to use it <laughs> okay
4: <laughs> maybe if
1: I would have my uh, <laughs> Texas sage would have done better if I'd had it outside in a green little baby greenhouse oh yeah probably would have no, okay, no. His, you didn't see his face.
2: <laughs> he rolled his eyes after he said it
1: probably wouldn't.
2: Well, uh, if you want to get one, or if 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 your wife wants to get you one, Milton, we're more than more than happy to. See you struggle with it. Okay, I'm. Um, um, uh, <laughs> uh, but like Calvin said, where are you gonna grow in that sucker?
1: Well, it just start <laughs> stuff or protect it from the elements outside. Although the elements outside
4: are pretty nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can beat these elements. Yeah. Huh. But anyway, Calvin's article in today's paper was talking about uh, colorful, colored plants that you can grow outside at this time of the year. And he talks about, starts off with, uh, let's see, he mentioned uh, annuals such as snapdragons, dianthus, calendula, alyssum, ornamental kale, and petunias can be planted now and uh we've had we had petunias on sale for a couple of weeks ago I think
3: there's petunias still out there oh
2: they're still out there and as I was walking in I saw some blooming snapdragons
3: oh gosh did yeah. you right, see those right here yeah. there's a bunch of there's a whole row of them. yeah
2: and so they're they're pretty yeah
3: yeah, there, there's the, the, those little miniature ones, and then there, the <laughs> sonnets. I think there's some sonnets out there.
2: Yeah, I imagine if you planted those out now, if you planted those out now in a, in a situation, those blooms are gonna uh, fade after a while, and I bet if you cut those off, it'll
3: rebloom this spring, next spring. If well, I always, they're, they're they're, you plant them now, and then you get blooms until that uh january freeze then you get a month pause and then you get yeah the best boom yeah right because right.
2: they've established a root system
1: we gotta talk to tom and then calvin you can tell us what you found on your expedition tom is on the line at 210-308-8867 hi tom welcome to Milberger's gardening south texas how are you doing today
9: doing great perfect day outside Hey, listen, I was curious, what causes leaves on, I've got a couple of orange trees that I planted, uh, well, I think it was earlier this year, that, uh yeah, like March, that are, they're curling, and I don't they're, know if that's...
1: They're, they're what? Like, they're curling. They're
9: curling. They're like bowing in, and they they look, I mean, they're they're pretty dark green, but they're not Deep dark green, and but I'm mm-hmm. just looking at some of them. And they're a lot of them are curling in. I didn't know if that was too much water, too little water.
3: Have you or, been able to water them?
9: Yeah, I put a hose on them. You know, let it run for. Well, sometimes I forget, so it runs a long time. But other times, it's, <laughs> you know, I, it's. A couple I, of minutes
3: I but, noticed. I noticed my satsumas that, uh and we were talking about this t- today. It, uh. You know, we had that inch and a half, and everything perked up, including my satsumas. And then now they've dried out and uh, doing the wilting leaves again at, yeah. this time. That's so, the
2: only thing I'm watering with my timer is a, my sprouted satsumas, hoping they're going to be satsumas.
3: Now I would I would dig a little. Uh, how how old are those tomato? Uh, are those orange trees? I bought them last fall,
9: and planted them this spring.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, you. Yeah. No, no telling what. It could be dry. Yeah, you might want to do a little probing with your hand trowel and see what's at. Uh, oh, the root ball is probably dry, dry. Yeah, what the root ball's doing.
2: Do, they, well, do I mean, they do they flatten out when you water?
9: Well, I'm. I haven't noticed any flattening. It just seems like they're curling okay uh, and i've got you, you know i you know, I got a number of trees that I planted and three of them are doing that and a couple of them aren't and I thought you know I don't know if it's if that would normally be lack of water or not
2: it's lack of water
9: you think it, okay well i you know i can i'm just putting the hose near the near the trunk you know yeah, where it's
4: i'm where, not
9: putting a sprinkler on it of course and I'm letting it run for Anywhere from five to ten minutes usually was at a decent oh, flow. Oh, no,
3: no, yeah. that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, look at, look at an hour. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
9: We're,
2: but we're ready to run slow, or where it yeah. goes straight to that root ball. Yeah. See, it's been dry, and hot, and uh, roots haven't had a chance to get out of that root ball. Okay. In other words, to, to search for water. Right, which is not there, okay. and so you've got to uh, you've got to put that hose down or get one of those uh, tree hugger sprinklers. tree hugger sprinklers, and just barely run it. Uh, if you get into plantanswers.com and read the, read the information about the tree hugger sprinkler, and and sh- see how slow I operated, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, I got a timer, and it's very simple to just go out and that timer is about a, has about an hour and a half on it. Really? That, okay. Before it turns off. And, well, sure. Uh, you know,
9: it, I just okay.
2: switch it on and and let it run there for an hour and a half, and it How turns. many
3: did you say you had? Four. I planted five trees. Oh, so yeah, you, you, one, you know, this first. You might maybe just do it a half hour each, and then, to, and then you do a week from now. You do another half hour.
9: Yeah, I mean, I think you know the, I, I you know I planted them. I put mulch around the the base of the tree, and you know I think the, the dirt would be fairly uh, no. loose from from yeah. digging the hole, obviously, early yeah. six months ago, and no, nobody stepping on that area and things. And I you know I can understand the slow watering as opposed to. Yeah, but I figure I'm probably putting down. You know, I'm thinking about a five gallon bucket. I'm probably twenty or thirty gallons. You know, in five or ten minutes, I would think, or maybe it's ten or fifteen. But just you know, that root ball just wasn't that big. These were real, You know, these yeah. are. Uh, yeah, but I don't if know, you, gallon, if you, two gallon,
2: regardless, plant. regardless, when that root ball dries out, it's almost impossible to wet. Yeah. Again, do you yeah. do
3: your little do your little probe with your and then make a. Okay. Determination there. Of course, it depends right. on the the, well, the soil. I got that uh, those new <laughs> trees we planted at our uh, uh, Dream Hill State's uh, mm-hmm. Education Center at rocky soil. It's just like you know, talk about well drained. It's <laughs> fush right, th- right right yeah. all the way through.
2: The uh, uh, another thing is, uh, uh, like I say, you want to slow water it. So right. that water soaks in, and straight to the root ball that's down there. Right. And don't well, I'm, I'm, if it ever dries out, it's if that leaf, when you if you uncurl it, and it's green from one end to the other, and it doesn't have any little streaks in it, then uh, it that has to be water.
9: Well, you know, I'll tell you what. I'm looking at them, and they've got some black spots on them mostly on the top side and I attributed that to the vicinity of the pecan tree and the aphid mm, droppings.
2: No. no. Uh, it's water.
9: Okay. Now while well, I was talking about the black spots being not yeah. a disease necessarily more of aphid kind of, that, that's all seemed to have stopped at this point. Yeah, but it's still that, the leaves if, it's, if
2: it's aphids, you can rub it off with your finger. Yeah. Your thumb. But if okay. there's a black spot in, on the physical leaf, yeah. then that's caused by adversities. Water.
9: Okay. All right. Well, I will... So, uh, are
2: these lemons?
9: No, they're... Uh, what it? are they? Let's see. They These, they're dancy tangerines.
3: Okay. Well, wow. That's good. Hey, if you... If you, uh, if you uh, Feel up to uh, let us know if you get a response, what kind of response you get. Because okay. I, well, I think there's lots of other folks that are faced with Well, the same let me ask thing. you
9: so if I, yeah, if I put it slow, the slow on a slow flow or a low flow, um, how often do I put it on there then after that? How many, every day, every couple of days, or
3: is it? Well, to, you know, to start with, if it's water uh, twice, twice a week is uh, a good, you know, twice a week half an hour of time. Yeah. would be a, it would be a reasonable if 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 you're directing it to the root ball for sure.
9: Right. Yeah.
3: And if it's okay. well drained, you, you know the water's not not being wasted either.
9: Yeah, I don't think there's any chance it's sitting there in a mud puddle. Okay. Well, we'll do uh, the, give that a shot. I'll try thanks. to re- remember. Thanks for it. the
3: info.
1: Thank you, Tom. All right, let's take a break while we have a chance. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch. Dr. Jerry Parsons, I'm Milton Wick, and we are back in a moment on 930 A.M. the answer. Welcome back to Moe Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. Still plenty of time to get your gardening questions in. Ray, I got the pictures, mm-hmm. uh, but we have a controversy up here on the porch. Uh, Calvin doesn't think they're monarchs. He Uh-oh. thinks they're Gulf Fritillary.
3: Yeah, Ray, uh, you, you see the little silver uh, discs on the bottom, and then you see the on the top at top it's almost a uniform orange where on your monarchs you'd have the a lot more of the black uh, ribs and uh, etchings and things mm-hmm. so I, I i think they're well uh, fritillaries rather than uh, monarchs at this point the pictures are good yeah you want to oh, see oh yeah the pictures yeah. are good yeah
4: <laughs>
2: Well, regardless, of the butterfly pictures, they're okay. Yeah. There oh, you know. uh,
3: yeah, and they're attractive. So here are
1: two of them. And I'll email them to you. Oh, yeah. And then here's a big one. It's a pretty picture, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was number three that he, he liked as much, right? Yeah. alright zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So, Calvin, you want to give a report on what you saw out there?
3: Oh, yeah, I went out. Uh, <laughs> Trace had reported that uh, we, we were talking about the Snapdragons and uh, Mums and uh, Dianthus and everything. And then he, he said, well, and the stocks. And I hadn't seen the stocks, but <laughs> there's a... Uh, at least th- uh, three colors, they're in, uh, uh they're in five, uh, five, uh... Five
2: gallon?
3: No, uh, not five gallon, but five, five inch. Oh, okay. Round containers. Okay. And, uh, uh three, three colors, uh, uh, lots of blooms, lots of fragrance, good foliage.
2: Oh, so they're blooming, huh?
3: Yeah. Okay. They're, uh, yeah, they're, uh, about five, five ninety nine. uh. Okay. Shot of, uh, And
2: and you got some doubles and mostly singles?
3: I think, you know, uh, I should have thought of that, because uh, you always, that's the first thing you look for, and I I never (laughs) look for for whether they're doubles or singles. I'm content as long as there's uh, color and uh, the fragrance. Yeah. But, uh... But kind of, I would expect that we'll be getting yeah. more and, and yeah. alternative mm-hmm. uh, container options later, a yeah. little later too.
2: I want I want to mention again uh, uh, back to Calvin's article. Uh, he talks about ornamental cabbage and kale, and like I said, uh, the sooner you put it in and more you fertilize it, the bigger it gets and and the prettier it gets. And also, uh, m- all of them will bloom in the spring. They bolt like regular cabbage and kale does. And uh, a lot of people, uh, I, I think last spring, uh, we had some left over here that bloomed, per- uh, uh, they all bloom uh, yellow. Beautiful yellow flower. Well, they're not beautiful uh, yellow flowers. They're small, but uh, the profusion, the profusion of it. after the plant goes through its cold cycle, a cold cycle, and and bolts, just like like an onion. But uh, and it, it and it'll make sp- seeds. A, a spinach will do I, the same thing.
3: I like the those ornamental kale and cabbage best when they're planted in kind of a, a military <laughs> uh, uh, arrangement, you know, like yeah. straight lines and, bo- and a couple of rows. Yeah. And they, re- they can be really attractive. But that fertilization is the key. If, mm-hmm. they're, if, they're, if they're in a the soil that doesn't have any nutrients, mm. they, they look pretty, they can be pretty scrawny. Yeah,
2: they'd be stunted. They, uh, I think we mentioned earlier, maybe a month ago, when they had some ornamental cabbage and kale transplants in, that get those now. Uh, we said get those as soon as possible and get, get them growing as soon as possible because they, they kind of they slow down uh, after the weather gets extremely cold. And you want them to get as big as they possibly can get. But anyway, that's that's a good plant.
3: Is uh, the weather going to get cold? Huh? <laughs> Is the weather going to get cold? I,
2: I don't know. <laughs> I'm scared to say. But uh, that we used to we used to have a, a certain we used to do them by varieties of that uh, ornamental cabbage and and kale and. Uh, they're knockouts, especially in the shade. Now uh, the deer will eat them, big oh, time.
3: But, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't told that story in a, in a few years, but we we uh, had a a big uh, planting over there down downtown <laughs> on the, one of the Uh-oh. squares, and they were uh, disappeared. Huh? Yeah, they were getting torn apart. apparently we so we had like four horticulturists out there <laughs> looking at them, trying to figure out, you know, what's happening? So it was. Well, it's got to be squirrels or <laughs> rats. So while we're while we're standing there debating and disagreeing, <laughs> this flock of pigeons <laughs> comes along, lands in there, and they they just start tearing everything, <laughs> tearing <them> apart, <laughs> apart. And they, that, that y'all was y'all agreed
2: that, that that was the problem.
3: That was it.
4: Yeah, they were.
2: And, uh, well, you know, uh, people that raise birds, parakeets and par- carrots, uh, anyway, all all kinds of uh, birds feed their birds greens, some type of leafy
3: greens. Oh, well, these guys were... Uh, good for their health, I think. So, yeah, being more self for uh, feeding <laughs> themselves <with> there. <laughs> Uh, but it was, it was What did
2: they decide to do? Just let the pigeons have them? I bet that's all you can do unless you cover them.
3: No, yeah, yeah we, let's see. We uh, actually decided to plant something else. Oh, okay. That's pretty smart. Yeah, because it was... Uh, Pansies? You know, we debated, de- <laughs> debated a little well. And I
2: don't think pigeons eat... Pansies?
3: No, I don't. I don't remember if it was pansies, but whatever we <laughs> we plant might have been dianthus or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. But
2: anyway, uh, yeah. Let's see. What were they going to talk about? Um almond, cabbage, and kale. Yeah.
3: Well, you let's let's just remind everybody what the, those fragrant flowers are again here, uh, Jerry. In case the, they want to come to the nursery. We got the, the stock and the alyssum.
2: Yeah. That, that's one of the best ones.
3: Those are potent. Now The
2: white one especially.
3: Yeah. And if you want to grow uh, sweet peas by seed, uh, sweet peas are, you know, uh, as we used to say, that uh, it's either too cold or too hot for sweet peas. Quite, <laughs> so quite often we reseed them, but boy, when they do... F- they do get situated and start blooming they're, they're very beautiful and fragrant make good cut flowers uh and then uh, but you had li- listed uh, of course all those uh, uh i guess jasmine the jasmine, jasmine, you know, jasmine yeah. they're that's kind of past their bloom period right they they they're, most of those right
2: they'll they'll do their growing uh if you establish them now and water them uh, during this trial, uh, they'll climb, climb the fence a little bit, but they're really climbing next spring, and they'll bloom next spring.
3: And the, but the night blooming jasmine is right on the edge. Yeah, they're, they they want to bloom, and some of them are are blooming, so that that one's active right now. Yeah. Let's see. We mentioned a list. Um, oh, I don't. There's a few pansies there. I don't. I don't know if they were fragrant. Right. Yeah, I never. Yeah, it's kind of early for pansies, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is. I. I was surprised. I didn't see the pansies, but I, <laughs> somebody had mentioned it last weekend. Yeah.
2: I don't see them either. But well, there. now that the temperature is broken, uh, of course the the problem is is for the grower to get them grown uh, uh, for to be marketable uh, when the t- temperature breaks. In other words, if you'd have planted pansies last week, a week full last, they wouldn't have a chance. They'll stretch and die, probably. But uh, that's uh <laughs> That's the way of the, when it turns cooler like this is, they would be pretty good. Pretty good. And uh, here's here's a question I was going to talk with. And uh, it says, why, and some of you may be noticing this, why does one oak tree have galls? Those little Mm -hmm. round things on the leaves. And people are noticing that more and more because the leaves are falling off with the galls on them.
1: A lot of galls?
2: Yeah, the gall of those leaves. Uh-huh. And Can I uh, beat you to that one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then people get upset. What are they and, and why are the leaves, you know, are the is that causing the leaves to fall off? And the answer to that is no, the leaves are falling off because... It's officially fall. It's fall. Yeah. It's fall. And that's official. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Neil uh, writes, it says, Genetic susceptibility has, a, has to be a key factor here. Some people are more prone to high blood pressure and baldness. I hope he will not referred to me, Bill. <laughs> are to the aforementioned coal while the siblings is not. A sibling is not. Oaks are pollinated by wind and are grown from acorns, so the offspring will all be genetically different from the mother tree and from one another. That's true. Uh, That's what makes people crazy. Uh, Some live oaks put up root sprouts not good, same deal. It's good for me. I love them. Yeah,
1: you love those root sprouts.
2: Well, others do not. And he likes cockroaches
3: too. And root sprouts, <laughs> yeah.
2: But those, uh, if you've got root sprouts coming up from your oak tree, uh, from your tree, look at the trees surrounding it. And I bet you that they don't have sprouts coming up or on oh, the root okay. system.
3: Well, galls are the same sometimes too. You'll have one tree and um, that's what, right, yeah, 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 and then
4: that's the point here.
3: Three or four right adjacent to it, and no galls, no, no galls. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I think there's uh, there's uh, the labor unions All <laughs> no. labor unions are qua- <laughs> and the uh, oak trees are the uh, employer of it.
2: And speaking so, of galls, oh,
3: we have we have about one minute left.
1: I was gonna like, see if Calvin wanted to see on that gardening volunteers thing one more time. Oh, before. okay. You want okay, to do that real quick?
3: What, what Milton is talking about is that uh, beginning October seventh, there, there's going to be a, a video that's going to start uh, during the month, and it's the topic is going to be uh, util, uh, utilizing native plants for to improve your landscape, and it's uh, they're gonna base the. Program on the efforts, uh, San Antonio River Authority on on the uh, San Pedro uh, Creek program, and then a a couple of uh, homeowners in the San Antonio area that have done a lot of work. But this is the one that every month they're going to have a new topic. This one's native plants. For more information, look up, go to the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas website. And that website is? Gardeningvolunteers.org. And we will see you tomorrow right here at Mill Burgers on 930 AM, The
1: Answer